Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other Christian arts. Today, we're delighted to have with us in the studio, Mr. Maurice Lochner. The great physician now is near, the sympathizing Jesus. He speaks the drooping heart to cheer, oh hear the voice of Jesus. Sweet is note and seraph song, sweet is name on mortal tongue, sweet is carol Blessed Jesus Ooh, oh, Glory to the dying Lamb I now believe in Jesus I love the blessed Savior's name I love the name of Jesus Sweet is no Lockner, thank you for being with us, man. Oh, my pleasure. Our now, pleasure. did we catch you like passing through or something? Because you, I understand you're not in New York anymore. Nope, uh, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, yeah. What 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 facilitated the move? God. <laughs> okay. God. Yeah, yeah. God told us to relocate, and I picked my family up, and we got into a U-Haul and packed up everything and went on down to Raleigh, just like that. Just like that. Obedience is better than sacrifice, I hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, for real, it is. So all the way to Raleigh. Now, when you said you packed up the family, the family consists of? Um, my wife, Alicia, my my son, Maurice, Lock, Maurice Isaiah Lochner, and my daughter, Faith Lochner. We left my oldest son. He still lives here in New York, Todd uh-huh. Lochner. Todd. Yeah. And the age range? The age range, Todd, is, he'll be 20. Uh, Maurice is 16, it'll be 17 in July, and Faith will be 16 in September. You've got two teenagers at home. Yes. Male and female. (laughs) Yes. What's that like? They argue (laughs) all the time. (laughs) When I'm not home, Maurice is like uh, a little father or uh, over... The hill kind of big brother. I'm okay. Like, he, he, I mean, but he's, he's like an old young man. Yeah. I mean, but he's, you know, he's just <laughs> like me. He's protective. He's concerned. You yeah. know, he, he looks out for his sister. Great. And they challenge each other every time they get <laughs> together. Every time. He's here in the studio, too. Yeah. We, we may have him say something a little later, but. Right. That'll be a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice, the first time I heard you, we were up in Harlem. Uh, I was at a meeting. We have a mutual friend. We have a couple mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was at a meeting with local clergy. Right. And they had you there, and you ministered in song. Yes. And I think you were launching the CD, Hymns and... Songs from the Heart. Songs from the Heart. Mm-hmm. And you ministered that afternoon, man. And I was I was just... I was sitting up in the front row, so like at the front table. Right. And, and I was tremendously blessed. And I said, this is somebody I need to be following and to see what he's got coming next. Wow. Talk, talk to me about that project. Talk to me about where you come from musically. Where did mm-hmm. that whole thing start for you? Um, for the project, um, we did that. It was, it was going on three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked hymns. Um, at one point, I was a pastor of worship at a church in, um, in Brooklyn um, called Cedar International. And then, you know, it was just moved to start writing and um, doing the hymns in the church because, you know, those are some of the jobs you had to do as a pastor of worship or a musical leader of the music ministry, you know, just do the hymns of the month or the hymns of the week, Mm -hmm. you know. And then, you know, you started just falling in love with those because hymns, they they are so powerful. 
um, because whichever hymn you're, 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 you're doing for the congregation, you know, in the midst of, of worship, those words really touch people and, and they, they bring you alive, you know, depending on where you are at that particular time, you know, you may be dealing with uh, a, a faith issue and then you sing a song that I will trust in the Lord and, you yeah. know, different songs like great is our faithfulness and, you know, those songs like that to just bring you back into a place of hope, you know, so I, I just fell in love with hymns mm-hmm. and then just started writing songs for the church, you know, so that we wouldn't just have to go out and just grab the songs that we hear that are just on the radio, sure. but you just identify with the church where you are and you just start writing. Right. You know, so that's what got me to do hymns and songs from the heart, you know, and, and um, I just brought a, a couple of those songs together that I wrote myself and then went into the hymn book and got some of my favorite hymns and just put an album because you need a budget and you need sure. to have money behind you. But when it's popular, you know, demand you can go get it for free right so what i did was with the little bit of money that i had <laughs> i wrote my own songs right. and i went to the hymn book the PDs, and recorded yeah. them and and you know it worked out pretty good i mean I, I didn't have any major distribution or anything like that so i pretty much sold where i ministered mm-hmm. you know um and whatever i did sell there i would always give I would tithe back into the ministry where I was. Right. So it wasn't like I sold 150 CDs and got, you know, $1,500 and didn't give back into the ministry. You know, I think it's important that we give back. Absolutely. You know, into the ministry, you know, when people are being a blessing to you. Yeah. You know. And you come from a musical family? My mom sings. My brother sings. Uh, my wife sings. I taught her everything that she knows. She, she, and <laughs> you know, she's going to be listening to this. Yeah, right? I think she'll agree. You know? <laughs> uh, my daughter is starting to sing. Uh, and I mean, you know, my grandmother, you know, she she sang. And it's like at barbecues, our family, you know, you would see some, you know, some families. We went from, and, I, and I'll say this, our family went from having party parties uh-huh. to having... Um, barbecues with church wow. included. So it's like um, my my younger brother Lauren, he played the piano. So you would have his wife, who is also a great singer, Terrell Terrell Hicks Dawson, and then my wife, and then my cousins, and everybody. We'll just get into the living room after eating all day and wow. and, and carrying on, and just start singing into where people who knew our house. Uh-huh. Our house went from drinking and, and 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 having fun to singing and and worshiping God, you know, because it took one of my aunts to get saved to move to Raleigh, North Carolina, to get saved and pray all of us into salvation, wow. pretty much. And we would have church, literally in the in the room. Awesome. And so it's like, yeah, I do come from a musical family. <laughs> if we had a drum set. Or, or anything else, any other instruments, we would have probably, I mean, it would have been like a revival. <laughs> so it's, we used to have a That's lot of amazing. Fun. Yeah, it's it was like finger looking good worship, man. It's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you come from a musical family. Yes. Now, you, you mentioned most of the people in your family except your son, Maurice, who's sitting over here. So you said it'll be a miracle if I get him to speak. I'm assuming yeah. he doesn't sing either. Well, actually, you know, Maurice can sing. Maurice is an athlete. Uh, he is a football player. <laughs> so, you know, most football players are really laid back and cool until they have to get on the field and do their thing. Or, or until they make $100,000 a game. Yeah. <laughs> then, then he'll probably be talking all day and every day. And he might even sing. <laughs> but, um, you know, he sings. He does sing. Actually, you know, he has a very good ear, too. But he will not sing for anybody. My daughter wouldn't sing for me at all, and she's starting to sing. And well, you tough. You're a tough contender, man. I mean, it, I've heard you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but my thing is for her to sing for me is like, okay, let me hear what you got so I can help you out. Uh-huh. She would not sing for me. She sang in front of the whole church in North Carolina, <laughs> but she wouldn't sing for me. And I'm like, that's weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, so I'm not bringing in. Is your upbringing in the church? I mean, is that yes? I mean, we, well, yeah. I was always my great great all the way down to my great grandmother. We always went to church, mm-hmm. but it took me until I was in the maybe about fifteen, 
16 years old to where I can really start understanding sure. everything. You know, we were in a ministry where it was a lot of uh, a lot of when I when I got old enough to to see uh, clearly, it was a lot of different things that I've learned that you know we didn't. It was a good thing that I was there, and then it was a bad thing that I was there. Mm. You know what I mean? Because when you grow when you grow up in in church, and then you start learning uh, how people are, or w- when you give your life to the Lord, and then you He opens your eyes to different things. You see where you were then, to where you are now, and then where you're going. Mm-hmm. And when I started looking back at the churches that we that the well, the church that we went to, I was like, "Wow, I'm glad I made it out of there." Mm-hmm. It was it was that type of atmosphere. Okay. It was an atmosphere where there was really no fear of God, right? You know, um, where you can see people doing things that you knew were unrighteous, but as soon as I got of age and I was able to make a decision to say, well, you know, grandma, dad, ma, I don't want to go to this church anymore. I want to go over here, you know? And when I looked back at how there was just such a stronghold on, 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 on our lives, it's like, whew, I'm glad I made it out of there, but you learned a lot of things sure. in that. I mean, there's always, you always learn even when things are not in a positive set, you can learn something to where you can progress your life when you get out of there. Right. You know, so, I mean, it was it was a good thing. So I have been in church all my life. You know, um, it took a while with, before me before I really started acknowledging God and, and walking, you know, with God in, in my life as my Savior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was, it was um, I would say, when I was 18, when I got saved, you know, and— but before that, it was just like, whew. but even when I got saved, you know, the Lord redeemed me, but there were still some things that I had to work out and, through, and, yeah. and, and grow in. You know, my son said something to me, uh, I think it was a week ago. He went to the um, FCA camp, his, um Fellowship of Christian Athletes, mm-hmm. and he had a buddy there. You know, some of the young men had gotten saved, and he rededicated his life back to the Lord, and one of his friends went was just went hard on one of the guys, on a group of guys on the bus as they were coming back. And I explained, and Maurice said, I wanted to say something because, you know, these guys were still using profanity and, and stuff like that, and they're coming back home from this camp. Mm-hmm. But I told Maurice, I said, you got to look at it in this sense, that these young men are still ba- they're babies when, it's con- when it comes to being born again. I said, when you see someone that's born, they don't come out just walking. And they don't come out talking. They have to grow. So I said, in that sense, I said, what you can do, you know, if you ever get a chance to talk to those young men yourself, say, listen, man, you know, you got to keep going at this. You got to keep going toward God and moving toward God, you know, and start growing until you start. You go from crawling to walking, from walking to running, you know. And as you grow, you have to know that there is an aim that you have to keep God in that place where you first believed. Yeah. You got to keep them there. And then you keep growing, you know. And I said, you know, just pray for your brother. That he is, you know, you can't go hard on guys who you you can't expect what you do to happen right for them when they just started. Mm -hmm. They're still feeble. They're still young. And they haven't grown to have that type of strength to where, okay, I could drop this, you know. But And I let them know there are challenges that we all have. Until you die, you know, walking with God, sure. you know, and you have to grow and you have to continue to grow, you know. So, um, what was the question? There, there's Please. a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. There, there's an old phrase from the from the South, you know, that the that salvation is free, right? But the upkeep is costly. Yes, you know. Yes, it, it'll cost you something to maintain it. it uh, definitely, and, 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 and that's the thing. It's like a car, you know. Yep. I can give you a car, but you got to maintain. You got to put gas in it. You got to put oil in it. You got to yep. have the engine cleaned. Right. And all those things. You got to change the tires. You got to rotate the tires. All mm-hmm. that stuff. The upkeep is costly. Yeah. Uh, yep. But the salvation uh, is free. Yep. I want to come back and pick up on that very thought, though. Maurice Lochner. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God is good. His power to 
Greetings, salutations, saludos, and young Haseo TSC Music Podcasters. Did you know a Child Cry, a ministry of Times Square Church, is dishing out over 23,000 meals every week? With your prayers and support, we'll continue reaching out to feed the kids that we can so that they might be given the opportunity to lead an active and healthy lifestyle. I personally believe that now, more than ever, there's an awareness amongst this generation that there are people experiencing tremendous hardship and difficulties. And in response, folks from all walks of life are getting together in massive numbers and advocating for solutions. At Child Cry, it is our objective to be a transparent, ethical charity by developing long-lasting relationships with all of our local feeding program administrators. I'd encourage you to hit us up online at childcrynyc.org to check out the work and see what you can do to help. We've got some exciting new updates launching this fall and hope that you'll join us. Child Cry, we feed hungry kids. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. In New York City, there are tens if not hundreds of thousands of people who feel that prayer should be and is a vital part of our community. On September 2009 in Times Square, 50,000 people gathered to pray as a testimony to this fact alone. Now since that time, 110 churches have contacted nycprayer.org to let us know that they have an active and an ongoing prayer meeting. The good news for you is that you don't have to face your struggle alone. There are many people in this city who are just waiting to pray with you and to help you until you get through and get the answer to whatever the problem is that you are facing. It is wise to turn to God and to ask Him for the strength that only He can give. Of all times, today is a time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. That's nycprayer.org. This used to be one of my grandmother's favorite songs. And she used to sing it in the church and she's singing around the house and humming the melody. The song was His Eyes on the Sparrow. And what I want to do, I want to call my mom, Marcella Chamble, to come and help me sing this song. Why should I feel discouraged? And why should the shadows, they come? And Should my heart feel lonely and long for a heaven and home when
favorite old hymn, His Eye is on the Sparrow, Maurice Lochner, and he was, uh, there's a cameo by your mom, yep. who yep. is still around, Yep. in Raleigh, no, in Florida, you said. She's in Jacksonville, Florida. All right. Yeah. Now, yeah. She, she's obviously a singer, I mean, she, she, mm-hmm. she's, she's got that deep, yeah. uh, rooted Southern thing going on there yeah. now. <laughs> now, right. it was, her, was it her sister? Because you said, you mentioned earlier that one of your aunts, it was her sister. Okay. Yeah. Her sister actually, her name was Maurice as well. Oh. Um, she passed away uh, about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, she she prayed our, she really prayed our family into uh, salvation. Wow. I mean, I, there was nobody like her. I mean, to, to be, I, I don't care what the family function, uh, whatever it was, you know, at the end of the night. We'll begin to talk or whatever, and then she would see what she would say something like, "Well, we need to be somewhere praying." Mm. <laughs> That's wow. what she would say. And I mean, she was a great intercessor. I mean, she was one woman who I can say that when they said, you know, we hear a lot of people say, "I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray for you." You knew she was. Praying. You knew she was praying because I know because she called me at five o'clock in the morning mm. from from Raleigh, North Carolina, several times and said, "The Lord had you on my heart, and I just want to pray with you." Wow. Wow. And though you may be coming out of a deep, deep, deep sleep. By the time you got done, mm. and by the time she, she she she's done praying, you felt God move. You know, you and, knew you had been prayed it for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, you couldn't go back to sleep. I mean, some you know, you go back to sleep, but well, when she well. got through praying for you, you better believe she touched God. Amen. Well. And touched your life too. You know, hymns and songs from the heart. Um, Obviously, I mean, these are not your new generation songs. These are songs that have been around for decades, centuries in some yeah, cases. Yeah. Um, what, what is your take on today's Christian music, today's gospel music, today's contemporary Christian music, mm-hmm. and the fact that we've got so many styles within that genre, mm-hmm. uh, which I respect. Yeah. But what is your take on today's generation gospel singers and musicians? Um, there's a lot of things. I mean, I, I appreciate... Um, all of the the, the ministers, um, you know, I appreciate all of the artists who are out there doing it from from the perspective of ministry and not trying to be stars, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it's easy to get into a star type status and forget the real reason why we do what we do. You know, I think that the genres, everybody's, you know doing a great job of, of doing, trying to reach the youth or trying to, to reach, um, certain, uh, um, people, you know, whether it's male, female, married or, or single or, you know, youth from the age of 12 to 25, you know, they're reaching people where they are because, you know, you look at a person who's listening to hip hop all their lives and then you have Christian, uh, um, um, rappers. Mm-hmm to where they're now changing the words of what they used to listen to because uh, gospel is the good news. Gospel is talking about the the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what we should stick to, you know, as ministers, as 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 um, male and female ministers who go out and we sing and we not perform, but minister to 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 the body of Christ, you know. And then you have people who do R and the kind of R and B kind of styles. Mm. You have people who do the Christian rap. You have people who do praise and worship. You have people who do rock worship mm-hmm. so it's like pretty much where your lifestyle was or, or who you are and what you've listened to all of your life whether it's country whether it's um rock whether it's down home gospel mm-hmm. you know what i mean um there are people strategically doing a style and a sound that touches each individual right. and i think that's great as long as we keep it to the place to where it's ministry minded and that we give glory back to God, yeah. you know, because it'd be a shame for us to win these people and then be cast away as ourselves. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's and like that happens and that happens yeah. and it's sad. It's sad because instead of us causing an, an effect in the world, the world affects us. Mm. And then that shouldn't be, you know, if we serve a God who has all of the power you know, and then there are times when we lose focus because of money. Right. And it's like, okay, it's out there, but is that our main purpose? Is that our goal? Right. To be rich. Can, or, can you still do it? Can you if do you it? If you were not making yeah. money. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's the thing. You know, they're, they're, they, they are paying people to do gospel. Sure. People are getting a lot of money. You know, um, people who are writing and, and, and you know, doing these great albums and that's fine but don't lose what the real meaning of what we do mm. you know um you know people can tell you all day oh you have a voice that you can make a million mm. or you can make two million or whatever it is but if god is not applauding mm. then it's like what are you doing are you just using him to 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 get out there to to prostitute the gospel or are you doing this to where God is going to be saying, well done, my good and faithful servant? Right, right. You know, or at the end of the day, are you just praying that you have a good enough voice to continue to keep up a facade? Or are we really, you know, doing this to win people to the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. Or you have people sometimes that don't care who they're winning. Right. You know, as long as you sell out that arena because we have promoters involved. Absolutely. We have people who have to be paid. I have to be paid. Mm-hmm. You know, and then sometimes it bothers me that, you know, you have people who won't even touch the stage if they don't have the amount of money right. that they ask for. Right. But then when there are people who may come there to see you whose lives are at the stake of just being lost, I think of... I think of Jesus preaching to the multitude and those people didn't have nothing. They just came and Jesus set it up to where hundreds and thousands of people can come and he can give them what they needed. And they go home changed for the better. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't expecting nothing just to do the father's will. Motivation. Now who could say that? Look, I'm going to go out. And sing at Madison Square Garden without an honorarium. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I don't charge an honorarium when I go out to minister, you know. And people would say it's crazy, you know. Why would you not charge? I mean, if I if I'm going to Alaska now, you know, play my ticket, <laughs> and put me up in the hotel. <laughs> but well, I'm not good, you know. You know, and then but but I'm, you know, I'm not saying that. You know, I'm coming in saying to you, listen, I want. Exactly. Five grand exactly. for me to do four songs, right? And then you know, God bless you. You know, I mean, everybody's a little different when sure. it, when they approach the ministry. You know, but me personally, I've 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 been blessed more without an, without giving someone a spe- specifics of saying I want two thousand dollars to come and sing at your conference. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of uh, a woman, a guy who I call my aunt, she said to me one day, she said, God said to, to tell you. Don't charge an honorarium again. And I was looking at it first with my eyebrows all the way up to my headline. I was mm-hmm. like, huh? And then I thought about it. I went to sing in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And 
a, a pastor there, and he was he was a guest pastor. He says I've paid tens and tens and thousands of dollars to get people to come and sing at my conference. He says, "Would you come this summer?" And I was like, "Sure, I'll be glad to." They called me up. My wife and I we went. They paid for us to fly there. They put us up in the hotel, and I went to, to the services because I like to go to the services before I have to minister just to see what the mm-hmm. atmosphere is like. And they treated us, I mean, great. And what happened was what the conference gave me, he added on to that, and he allowed me to sell my CDs. So if I would have said to him, I want $1,500 to come sing at your mm-hmm. your uh, conference, I got that twice and more. It would have changed it the, the relationship changed. very quickly. Yeah, and yeah. so... The thing was is that when you when you tap into what God is giving you, and this is what what what, what stayed with me with them, my, that my aunt said. She says, "Don't charge the honorarium." She says because God says that's His gift; He's gonna pay you mm-hmm. whatever is right. She yeah. said, "You're gonna experience people coming from out of the congregation because you blessed them, putting stuff in your hands." She says, "Don't charge an honorarium anymore." Mm-hmm. And from that day, I stopped charging the honorarium. And I'm, I'm telling you, from that day, it was just like, wow, you know, you're going there. And people are like, well, what's your honorarium? I said, I don't have one. Right. And they're saying, wow, like, really? You know, I said, no, I don't have one. I said, whatever the Lord lays on your heart to, to bless me, you do that. I said, but, you you know, take care of my travel and, and, my, and my sleeping arrangements. And that was it. So if I leave there with $200... It's okay because God is going to take care of me because this is his instrument. And once we get out of the mindset that, and I experienced this last week, that I needed God to help me do ministry. Mm -hmm. My voice was gone. (laughs) And then you go back to this is his, he's, he's put this in you. That's his instrument. And if he decides to heal you that day or the week after, you have to depend on God because that's his instrument. Right. So when we lose sight of why we minister and why we do what we do and why God has given us the talents and the anointing and the gifts that we have and we don't give it back to him and we start looking at more of the dollar than the glory to God, then I think that that's, you know, we need to get back to ministry. You know, that's my uh, that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody that's doing ministry and they're doing the, the you know all the different genres, that's great. That's a blessing because a lot of people are loving it. My children are loving it. Mm-hmm. You know, they. my daughter listened to Mary Mary Kirk Franklin all the way in the car. She didn't speak to nobody. She had a Dre Beach just sound, just blocked us all out. <laughs> and we drive ride down the road. And I'm like, who you listening to? Kirk Franklin. Who you listening to? Mary Mary. And those are the artists that she likes, you know. And they have something for our children that they like. He likes old school and, you know, some of the new stuff too, but he, he, his, 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 his range of music is sort of like mine. Uh-huh. Well, after listening to gospel, I'll listen to jazz the whole rest of the day. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, this guy has tapped into some of my stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, but I appreciate all the, the, the gospel, um, the, um, music and the ministry that, that people are putting out today because it's a blessing, you know, and I don't think that anyone should look at any, other genre and just frown up at it because right. maybe that's not what you, you you listen to Al Green half of your life so you may You'll not be influenced by yeah, it. You're, yeah. going, you're going to be influenced by maybe a quartet group mm-hmm. like Lee Williams and I love quartet I love Mary Berry Kirk Franklin Fred Hammond the Winans everybody you know everybody I get a little bit from everybody me personally but there's some people who be like I don't want to listen to no Winans mm-hmm. tomorrow <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I'm like, well, I like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I learned that that lesson you, you tapped into a little earlier um, with regards to not charging an, an honorarium. Yeah. Because um, I remember growing up as a young musician, um, I used to do a lot of weddings and funerals and banquets and church anniversaries and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, never really had the guts to charge uh, a fee, although I always had one in my mind. 
Yeah. Uh, and as I got a little older and got a little smarter, I realized what was happening. And because you know, I was in business school, and so I'm learning. You know, I'm learning the ropes. Uh, and I graduated to now issuing these wedding agreements mm-hmm. that had a number in them. And the reason I had done it is because, you know, I get to these weddings and they tell me the wedding is going to start at two o'clock. And you and I both know that, that wedding is going to start around three fifteen. Exactly. You know, and so I'm there on time, but I'm there for a whole hour and 15 minutes. Right. And I'm playing the whole time. Wow. Waiting for somebody to show up to have this wedding and get out of there, you right. know. And as I caught on, I said, you know, I'm going to have to just start putting this on paper. And I started doing that. And I got to be honest with you, I, I stayed very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I didn't have an aunt who told me what your aunt told you. But right. I remember going to one wedding one day, and uh, and I had in my mind what was going to happen. So I'd already prepared that I'm going to give them 45 minutes. Right. You know, that's and that was being graceful. <laughs> I would give them 45 minutes and at a quarter of she needs to you know be making her late appearance you know right and uh and it didn't happen and I was mortified I was upset you know why because I had booked a second wedding Mm. that was going to be starting about an hour and 20 minutes later mm. and it was about a 40 minute drive from where I was and so I was furious uh but guess what happened I stayed there and I did that wedding it was about a 10 minute wedding it was the quickest wedding right you know that I'd ever done I think uh, but I stayed there, and not only did they give me what we agreed to, but they doubled it. Mm. It wasn't in the agreement. They doubled right. it. And I remember walking away from there, because this was a pastor's daughter. And I remember walking away from that wedding saying, you know what, maybe I need to just pull away from this. And it was just, and I, and I can't tell you it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me, but it was just something saying, you know what, this is just becoming too hard. Yeah. And I never start. I never charge another uh, another dime yeah. for weddings, funerals, or, or you know, other engagements in God Always. When I, when I say always, it wasn't absolutely every single time, but the times that I didn't get anything, mm-hmm. he made up for them in other times. Yeah. Uh, and so the gift will make room for you if you give it to oh, him. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's hard because like when you've been burnt. Yeah. You know, I've been burnt. I mean, I, I told, I came home one night, one day, I was like, I told my wife, I said, I am not singing for another friend from school <laughs> for their weddings. <laughs> Ever again, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's like you know, you have people. You that was wow years ago too. I was taking the train. I asked my little my, my little brother to come and play for me, and the girl gave me forty dollars. <laughs> I, <said, laughs> I was like, "Man, I took the train from Queens, <laughs> and we in the Bronx. We wow. sang at the wedding." In Manhattan, mm. in Harlem, then we went from Harlem to the Bronx to the reception, and they hand me an envelope for forty dollars, and I just gave it right to my brother, and I said, "This will not happen again." You know. So now, you know, what I do now is, you know, whoever calls me, I have my wife talk because. If nobody knows what we need, right? The woman in the house knows what we need, because I'm, you know, you don't have time to pay bills and all that stuff while you're on tour, right? So it's like, listen, you know, someone wants me to do A, B, or C, you know, and she says, okay, I'll get all the information, I'll make sure everything is straight, and that's that's where you take that brick off of your shoulder. Right, right, <laughs> it's right. like. You hold on to that one, and you get it. You get back in touch with Jesse and tell her that I'll be in New York this time, and then we'll, you know, we'll definitely come and sit down and we'll chat. There is a business side to yes. what happens in ministry, and it a lot is. of times people don't want to discuss that. They don't want to, you know, they want to talk about the uh, the work of the church, which yep. is crucial, but then yeah. they don't want to talk about church work. And I don't understand. It. It's like, it's like. How do you, you know, it's like, you know, how do you expect so much but give so little? Right, right. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I tell my wife, it's like, you know, this is kind of weird. I said, but let's pray. And here's my thing. You know, I pray about where I need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain places where you just don't need to be there. Right. Or you just can't make it. Sure. There's certain things that you just, listen, let's pray and ask God, are we released to do this? Because there are times where you can spend a whole bunch of money to go somewhere and somebody, be, they could care less, mm. you know, about 
how you had to get there, right? What you had to do to get here, what you've gone through to get here, and it's like, okay, oh, thanks, you know, yeah. So we use wisdom, you know, of 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 you know when you when you're going out and you're doing ministry, you have to use wisdom because sometimes you have people who are just caught up in the hype, right. and they really don't care what you're doing. They, they hear about what you're doing and they may oh, you know, get excited, but they're not really concerned about the person, mm-hmm. really. You know what I'm sometimes, not all the time. You know, so I know I know what it is to be burnt, and I know what it is to go out and sing. You know, and I and 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 I don't. I've always said this. I don't care how God elevates me to you know work with whoever. If someone invites me to their church on Broadway in in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. where there's probably five other churches on the block mm-hmm. in a storefront. I would still go minister because I know what this is about. And you never know whose life you're going to uh, um, affect when you get there. Sure, sure. God is Faithful is the title of a new book from the personal writings of Pastor David Wilkerson. This volume offers 365 deeply insightful, deeply inspiring reflections that reveal the loving heart of the Father. Each day in this year-long devotional journey, you can experience what Brother Dave knew intimately and preached passionately, that God is faithful and He takes great delight in you. To purchase a copy in limited edition hardcover, visit tscnyc.org. It's one of the most powerful weapons that Satan has against you. Once he has gotten you with fear, then he will take your faith. Because fear is actually the opposite of faith. The Lord said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now fear is when we look at the size of the opposition that we have to encounter and dismay comes when we look inside and don't see enough strength to fight the battle. God's word was don't let fear or dismay get a hold of you because it's not about you. It's about Christ in us. That's the good news. Paul says to Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Fear not. When that simple word gets into your heart, that's where the sound mind comes from. Fear not. I don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Face your fears and overcome them by the power of God. Face them now. It's very hard to get right with God in a season of panic. There are going to be many things in the future that are going to cause fear. And some things are causing fear today. But for the child of God, God says to you, fear not. That's where your sound mind will come from. Fear not. I know what fear can do. I was paralyzed by it for over nine years. But I know when I came to Christ and made a choice of going all the way with Him and walking with Him, there's no fear in my heart. If you will make that choice, you'll be astounded at the power of God that is available for you. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's what comes from God. And it only comes from God. It only comes. Pastor Carter Conlon's new book, Fear Not, Living Courageously in Uncertain Times, is now available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, and wherever Christian books are sold. The Adult and Youth Praise Choirs are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC Music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor, or singer? A video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then Projection Ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved. TSC, music radio, where God is. 
And we're back, TFC Music Radio, and in the studio with us, Maurice Lochner, and we are having a wonderful conversation. And we're talking about the various idioms of gospel music and some of the things artists and musicians and singers go through. Uh, we ended that last session, we were discussing very briefly uh, some of the, 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 the work that goes into being a, an itinerant minister of the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, be it singing or teaching or preaching or what have you. And uh, we talked a little bit about the fact that many people don't realize, I mean, you've got to leave work for a week or drop what you're doing and, you know, your lights at home still have to be on. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you know, sometimes you don't bring the whole family because you can't afford to do that. Yeah. And, and there is some financial burden to doing this. Um, we we all agree that the Lord does look after his own and mm-hmm. scripture says whatever is right I'll pay you know right, and so right. he, he does cover us in that regard uh, but we don't do it to get our palm greased right. uh, because if our motivation like you said earlier if Jesus you know didn't look for anything when he fed the multitude he, he wasn't waiting for a, a, a plaque right. you know he, <laughs> you he know, was there to give, he was right. there to give. Right. And, but, but his motivation was to love of the father and I say right. that all the time it's got to be our motivation we got to love God enough and want to please him enough right. that you know God show us if this is the place we need to be right now right. and we'll just get up and go and sometimes we'll pay our own way Right. You know, but at the end of the day, we need to be able to lay down and say, I pleased the father today. Exactly. I think that is um, so crucial. Tell me a little bit about the voices of uh, or the foundation that you, you worked with. Um, oh, it was a foundation. I met this. I met this brother actually with um, doing um, background for Juanita Fleming. Mm hmm. Juanita Fleming. For Juanita Fleming. We know. Yes. <laughs> Juanita Fleming. That you Small know. World. Yeah. I went. um I forgot how I met her. I met her doing, um, she and I were doing background for another friend of ours. And um, she she asked me, she said, would you sing tenor on my album? I said, sure. So <laughs> we go to a guy's house in his basement. His name is Jim Papoulis. And um, he heard me that day. And I'm joking around. I hand him my card. I said, look, if you ever need a singer, call me. Uh-huh. He calls me over like a week and a half later because he was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to call you. So he has this uh, foundation called um, Sounds of a Better World. And what the foundation does, they they, they uh, give to, like, kids who are in need, um, kids who are ha- having health challenges and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I had the opportunity to go with him to um, Mexico to do this big concert, um, which was sponsored by the Hyatt International, you know, hotel and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was... It was a great experience to go to a school where, you know, these young Mexican children are uh, underprivileged and just dealing with some kids who are affected, you know, sick with AIDS. And and just to go there and just to be a light, you know, um, and be a part of this great concert with other great artists who were there. And um, just being able to go to high schools where he goes and he writes songs and he takes me along with him mm-hmm. to to do the ad-libs or whatever I did in the studio here in New York. So we'll go upstate New York. We'll go to Pennsylvania. We'll, you know, go different places and just to be a light. And the thing is, is that even though it was not gospel per se, but these are songs that were being written to give life to some people Mm. who were dealing with different challenges in their lives. So the proceeds from the songs and the projects that they were on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to help these kids out and, it was, you know, they do this big thing at the Hyatt, every, you know, every Christmas to where they do a big toy drive to where they give to um, different um, homes, you know, where um, orphanages, home, you know, places like that to where they give kids who, you know, don't have mm-hmm. a lot, you know what I mean, who don't have like some uh, some other kids who have where they can go and buy Jordans and right, right. they'll go get some Jordans. They have a wish a wish list and they'll write down what they want. Some of these kids get these Jordans or mm. PlayStation 3s or whatever they, they asked for through this foundation. Wow. So, you know, it was a blessing. So God had connected me with this brother and not just to sing, but also to be in uh, uh, a light in his life, mm-hmm. you know, where he, you know, he lost his wife and everything, you know, and, and, and then you're there and he wrote a song, Where Are My Angels? Mm. I recorded the song, but then they had another brother who did... Uh, the actual record with the um the YPC uh, choir here yeah. in New York, and so and f- just for our listeners, that's not our YPC. We have right. a YPC here. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> it's not the YPC of TSC. This right. is a different the YPC. Young People's Choir of New York. Right. 
and they really fought for me to be the art, the, the soloist of that particular project. But um, I forget the other brother's name, but he was on American Idol at that time. So mm-hmm. they um, they used him, and it was just like, wow, you know. I was in the runnings with somebody who was on American Idol. And, you know, people don't know me because I wasn't on television like this guy was every week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they used him. But it was a blessing because, you know, I, I, I found out he's he's also a Christian, you know, a child of God. And he was able to, to do the performance. And that was great. You know, but it was just great to know that this song, while we were doing the song in the studio before it ever was thought to be on a record, it was to where... It, Jim actually shed tears, you know, with this song, you know, and it could have been, you know, from him grieving with his wife, but also just God's anointing just in the studio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just me really, I just want to be used by God, you know, with what he's given me, the, the instrument that he's given me, mm-hmm. you know, because you just never know whose life you will affect. Right. Right. You know, in whatever genre it is. Right. You know, um, but um it's a great, great foundation. It's still going on. They're still helping people. And whenever he calls me, I tell him, I tell him, you know, whenever you call me, I'm there for you. I don't care, you know, if we had to fly from North Carolina to come and do a studio session. You believe in the mission. That's Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I believe in helping people. If you can't help people with what, what God has given you, then something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't have gifts just to sit in the, sit in the house with them. Right. You know, and gifts are given. Yeah, and so if you're the receiver of a gift, you got to be on the giving end as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now you've done the project. You've done work with with foundations such as the one you just mentioned, mm-hmm. and then recently you've been doing some stuff with a very popular individual mm-hmm. or for a very popular producer. Yeah. Uh, business guru, if you will, yeah. Tyler Perry. Yeah. yeah. How that happened? And tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Tyler. Oh, man, that I'm telling you when 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 you just believe God and just just keep the faith, mm-hmm. things can turn around in a day. I mean, and I'll just briefly give you just before I got the call to audition for him. I had been praying like a good solid month. We when we moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, we pretty much moved down with enough to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, we struggled for about a year. It was it was a hard, it was a rough year. When you do the will of God, you don't. I mean, you don't know what to expect. Sometimes all you know is that you're doing what God told you to do. Mm-hmm. And I've had the repossessions. We were just barely meeting rent every. Every month, if we were meeting it that month, we we the good thing about the grace of God is that we didn't go with 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 the month. We never went over the month. Mm. We always got right in there, you know, when it was supposed to be paid. Whether it was two weeks late or three weeks late, we never let that month go out. God always supplied for us, and then to have repossessions happen and all this kind of stuff. And so I was just praying. I said, God, I need an opportunity. I said, You've given me this gift. I said, you didn't bring me down here to be on welfare. I said, I need an opportunity. That's all I need. And I prayed this consistently, day by day mm-hmm. by day. And I was driving Maurice home, remember, from uh, Driver's Ed on their spring break. And one of my friends who who has worked with uh, Tyler Perry on a couple of shows called me up. I, this was out of the blue. I wasn't expecting this call <laughs> at all. And he says, Maurice, he said, what are you doing? I said, man, I need about $5,000. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> doing. <laughs> he said, man, he said, I'm not giving you $5,000. He says, but what I prayed, these exact words, he says, but I'll give you an opportunity mm. to make some money. I was like, come on, Lord. <laughs> I was like, come on, Lord. I said, what you talking about, man? He says, Tyler's looking for somebody. And he's, he's doing a, um, a DVD. And, and um, I gave him your name. I gave him your number, your information. They're going to call you in half an hour. I said, okay. So I went on with my day. You know, because I'm the type of person, listen, 
until you, I speak to you on the phone, right, until right. I'm in your face, <laughs> that's when I'm going to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Show me the prints. Right. <laughs> I'm not one of them hearsay guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to do something. Okay, yeah, all right, all right. So, fly, when I'm on the plane and I'm in your face, <laughs> then I'm going to believe it. So I look at my phone. It says Tyler Perry Studios. I said, okay, this is moving. Hello? Is this Maurice? Yeah, this is Maurice. <laughs> like, How you doing? They're like, fine. Well, we have an audition. What are you doing for the month of May? I said, nothing. I had some stuff on the books, but I was like, I'm going to call whoever I need to call and tell them I can't do it. So she's like, okay, well, will you have anything on YouTube that we can look at? I said, you can go on YouTube, type my name in. There's some things that you can look at. She said, well, can you send me your resume, your yeah, um, bio and all this stuff. I said, you can get anything you need from me today. So they said, okay, tomorrow morning we're going to fly you out to Atlanta and you're going to come and audition. Got up, took the first flight to Atlanta. Uh, they picked me up. I went to the studio, signed in, and I was the 12th person on the list. Mm. Um. Then after listening to nine girls, two guys, they called me in. They was like, okay, I was the last person to go in. And I was like, Phew. I sat through a whole lot. I mean, you know, I was sitting there. So I'm sitting there, you know, memorizing my sides and everything. And I go inside and I say, okay, God, this is what I've been praying for. I went inside and the first song that came to my mind was Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Because at this point, I'm really seeing the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. You know, even when we're not faithful, God remains faithful. Yeah. And so I go inside and I sing one of the verses in the chorus of Great Is Our Faithfulness. And the the the, the, the assistant director is just sitting there looking at me for like 10 seconds and just staring at me. And he says, wow. He says, I didn't expect that from you. And I, was, and I just laughed. I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, okay, well, you know. That's it. That's all I got. I ain't got nothing else. <laughs> so he's like, okay, let's sit down and read the script. We read the script. And then he says, okay, well, you have time to go. I mean, you have time to wait around for a little bit. I was like, well, y'all flew me here. I can't yeah, right. go back to the airport until you drive me. So he started <laughs> laughing and everything. And um, he says, okay, just wait around. And there were two other young ladies that waited around. And when I came out, I sat back down on the couch. Then he was like, okay, I want you guys to call me upstairs to sing for Mr. Perry. And I said, now. I said, now I believe. I was like, I, was like, I said, I believe now, God. I said, I believe. I didn't you know, Perry yet, right, right. Right. I said, So I'm sitting there, you know, we go upstairs and we go inside and we stand in front of this long, big old long desk and he's sitting behind the desk and there's uh, two girls and then me. Again, I'm the last person to sing. And um, I sing the third verse of Great Is Our Faithfulness in the chorus. And when I walked out the room, you know, he's just sitting there looking at us. I walked out the room and I said to myself, I said, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. I said, but if this man doesn't hire me, he's never going to forget me. Because I'm telling you, after I got finished singing, it was like my voice was still on his carpet, still singing. Because I was like... I'm giving it everything. everything huh? I said, I'm not blowing. This opportunity right here is what I've been praying for. And so um, they hired me the same day. I got back on the plane, and I was just you know, just thanking God and called my wife up and said that I got the job. She was like. Now, now the job was. The was job what? was um, to, to, to star in a DVD, Medea's Christmas. Okay. And it was. I was coming back the next day. I went home for one day and went back and stayed for like three weeks for rehearsals and then recordings. And then after that recording, you know, we we hung out and everything. And I spoke to him and I was, you know, joking around. I said, Mr. Perry, you know, I appreciate everything, you know, for you hiring me. And I told him, I said, listen, I want to be honest. I said, uh, when I left your room, I said to myself, if you didn't hire me, he was never gonna forget me. <laughs> so he started laughing. You. Right? <laughs> he started laughing. He said, uh, he said, I'm gonna tell you what I said when you left the office. He says, Who is that guy? And how come I've never heard him before? Mm. And he says, I'm gonna call you in I'm gonna call you in a couple of months. In about two months, I'm doing something else and I'm gonna call you. Mm-hmm. 
And then he hired me for Aunt Bam's Place, which came out last week. Went straight to DVD with uh, Cassie Davis. Mm-hmm. And so it's been going on and on. Like for now, this I'm, I'm on, on my fourth production with him within the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just praise God for that because, I mean, that's, that opportunity. Awesome. Yeah. Opportunity is great, you know. I mean, to go from having cars repossessed, and you know, and I tell people it's like this: if you stay humble and you stay, you know, in faith and and, and believe in God, you know, anything is liable to happen. Your day can change, you know, and not just your day, but then your year will change, your life can change, mm-hmm. you know. And if you just stay understanding that it's God that does all of this for you. Even when things happen that you're not expecting, and and the truth of the matter is, we you know we, I, people look at me now and they'll think, oh man, you know that's great, you know this is ministry, and I tell people now I laugh, people laugh at me, you know, and I tell them I said, listen, I still I st- I'm still trying to buy a car, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I have a car, and this is this is for real, but it's funny to a lot of people. <laughs> I have a car, and I told my um. You know, some of my buddies, I'm like, man, I got to get me a new car. They was like, what's wrong with your car? So I pull up the picture of my car. And he was like, yeah, man, you got to get you a car, man. <laughs> so I was like, I said, I need Vaseline to get in and out of this car, man. And I'm like, yeah. I said, I need to get greased down like a chicken to slide in and out of this car. So I'm driving a, a Toyota Celica, right? Uh-huh. And this car is like so small. My son turned 16 last year. I had to borrow my friend's car for for the whole family to go out. <laughs> so it's just like, so I tell people, and I joke about it, but I tell people this because I document all this stuff. So when the Lord allows me to buy a bigger car, right. I'm going to show people this is where I, what I was driving for two years, even as I was doing DVDs. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying he's not paying me good. I'm just using wisdom sure, sure. because so many people get caught up with going. I could go out and buy a car right now. I can go and put some grands down, you know, down on mm-hmm. a, on a nice Lexus or whatever. But do I want to do that and then get locked into five years of paying exactly. somebody right. three or four hundred dollars a month? You know, that's something I can't even say that's mine mm-hmm. right. because if I stop working, they coming to get that that's car right. like they came to get the other car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what you know what I'm believing God for is to be able to just go to the to the dealership and say, okay, I want that car, and here's cash. the cash, and, and give me the keys. I don't owe your bank. You don't have yeah. to try to go and check my credit and all that kind of stuff because I don't need credit when you have money. Borrow a slave to the lender. Exactly, and I'm not trying to be a slave anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I thank God. Every, you know, and I, I I, tell, you know, Mr. Perry, you know, he doesn't have to think of me to be in the vision. You know, he could have said, okay, this guy is great. You know, he has a good voice. He, you know, he's acting. Okay. Well, I wanted to use him for those two shows. But now I'm on the fourth one and on tour. And so it's like to be grateful to God that you even have these opportunities and just be smart about how you, you know, manage your money. <clears throat> because, you know, you, you take these platforms that God puts you on and you maximize them. And you don't have to go sell his name. You just do what God has given you to do. Mm-hmm. I just tell people my resume. I don't have to say, well, I'm doing this in Tyler Perry. Like I said, you may have seen me in Medea's Christmas on Bam's Place. Medea gets a job. So they automatically know, okay, Medea, you know who he is. Mm -hmm. I don't have to use his name just in order for people to look at you. Mm -hmm. What I want people to see is the Christ in me. And they see that God, that, 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 you know, that the light of the Lord is in my life. And so before they even can see Tyler Perry's name, they see something, they see God in me. And so let that be a drawing tool, not just because they seen, oh, he's working with Tyler Perry. You know what I mean? You know, because God opens up these opportunities. That's what I believe. He gave me the chance and the opportunity for me to work with such a great guy and a great, great man, you know, and he loves God too, you know, and, and, and it's good to be around an atmosphere where, you don't feel funny that you're going to pray to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Because you can get opportunities to work with different productions and different people, and you got to go pray in your dressing room. Right. When we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. The production, not just whoever's on stage, not just you know um, 
a group of actors who believe in Christ. Mm-hmm. The boss believes in Christ. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's a good thing to be around that type of atmosphere to where you know that we're praying to the God, to the King of Kings right. and to the Lord of Lords, not to anybody in between. We pray to the one who makes it happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it, it's, it's a blessing. I mean, it's to be, just to be sitting there and I have to look at it this way. There's millions of people who wish that they could sit in a room and listen to this man talk and tell us what he, what the next thing he wants to do on stage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I just give God glory for that. Yeah. Well, you you have been, uh, obviously, your gift has made room for you. It's making room for you. Our prayers, and it'll continue uh, to do that. And uh, we're, we're delighted that you are passing through. I'm, I'm assuming, because you didn't come to New York because Jesse called you for a podcast. But if you did, praise God, we were, we're overcharged. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that'd be a blessing, man. <laughs> no, I was coming. <laughs> but we're, we're so glad, man. We're so glad you stopped in and gave us a little bit of your time. You shared some really good nuggets uh, with us. Where can our guests, our listeners, find uh, your project? You can go on iTunes, CD Baby. Amazon uh, dot com, all of those, all of those uh, MP3 type download places. You can you can get uh, those. I know it's definitely on iTunes. Yeah. Um, or, or you can get the information also at MauriceLochner dot com. MauriceLochner dot com, and that's spelled a excuse me L A U C H N E R. Right. Maurice is spelled Maurice. It's only one way to spell Maurice. Well, some right? people they do M O R R Morris. Okay, let's get it right. M A U R I C E. Yeah. Lochner. L A U C H N E R. We'll also have that up on our website as well. Yeah. Uh, go get the project if you are a lover of hymns, and you know what? You don't even have to be a lover of hymns because there's a twist on some of these hymns. Yeah. That yeah. that's really hot. So yeah. get the project. Uh, be blessed, Maurice. Thanks for coming. Nobody it. leaves. <laughs> without singing something. Sing us out. Uh, let me see. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Lord, unto me. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. And we also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music With a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet. And don't forget to use the hashtag MWM Podcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music TV. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we'll have the first session from our annual TSC Music Ministry Workshop. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission.